joining us again today. Um, today we are awaiting election results and we figured it would be a good opportunity for us to talk about a topic that I think is um, pretty important in our climate today and that topic is open-mindedness and being able to um, kind of engage in civil discourse and, and be able to you know play with ideas, be open to listening to other people's ideas even if they're not um, the same as ours and kind of, you know, how that plays its role into our lives. Um, so for me, it's something that I've been trying to focus on as of late, specifically to try to engage in conversation with people who might have differing views or who I know have differing views and try to, um, you know, kind of enlighten myself and, and give, give myself fresh perspectives by talking to, you know, people that, that might not think the same exact way as I do. You guys, um, you know, find that to be a similar thing that maybe it helps you gain fresh perspective when you talk to somebody who, who's got different views. Yeah, I, like as a coach or business owner or whatever, it's like I've gotten better at it over the years and it's just really important, I think, um, to be in like a community to be able to listen to different people's perspectives. So from anything from like uh like programming i remember when i first opened up i was very like um very like protective of my programming and um it was like if anybody talked about it then i would be kind of like you know take it as they're like insulting me um whereas now it's like i enjoy people coming up asking you know why we're doing this or why we're doing that because it shows that you know, people care. And there, there are even times where, you know, um, like someone will come up and ask like, why, why don't we do a strength every day? Um, and you know, there, there are reasons for doing that. Um, but we've, you know, over the years found that we like to, you know, have strength, really focused strength days. And then, you know, um, Metcon days is because we find it gets the biggest benefit, but there's also benefits to doing um, strength every day like you know it's kind of a good when you're doing strength it kind of builds community you can you can chat while you're doing it so there's you know there's pros and cons to each um, and so being able to like listen um, and hear everyone's perspective has has kind of shaped where we're at right now so um, I mean that's just one example and uh, you know class times um, you know, who, who, if we have coaches coach the same classes every day, if we mix it up, you know, there's all kinds of discussions we've had. And I think it, you know, the more, the more you discuss with opposing opinions, the, the better product or the better outcome you can have. So. For sure. I think that that friction between ideas is really what, what drives progress. I think the worst thing that can happen for most systems is for, um, a single idea to take a stronghold and it, it typically tends to 
you know, plateau movement forward um, in a lot of different systems. Um, and for me, this, you know, this election year and in terms of, uh, you know, political beliefs and all that, it's been a, it's been a big perspective shifting year for me because I've had so many conversations with people who are, who are on opposite ends of the spectrum one way or the other. And we're not here to say which one's right, which one's wrong. But what I am trying to say is that it's important for you to give people a voice and to listen to them, even if they're saying something that you don't necessarily like. Um, and I think it's helped me tremendously to go out of like to go out of the way and to make an effort to sit down with somebody who, who I know doesn't believe the same things that I do. Um, and I think in, in pretty much every aspect of life, you can gain, um, you can gain some perspective from somebody who has that opposing viewpoint. Um, and it's just important, especially right now, like I said, in this climate that, that we're respectful of, of varying perspectives. Yeah. And it gives us the opportunity to, um, to really paint someone's picture or someone's background or know someone on a much deeper level. I know like as, as coaches, it's, insanely important for us to get to know our athletes as much as possible, uh, gain their trust and, and to know them as well as we can. We talk about it constantly, but just as a, as a human as well, it's so good to know your peers and know your neighbors, know your friends and getting to hear some, especially if someone doesn't agree with you on something, uh, being willing to listen to their, their viewpoint on it can really give you a great idea of, of their background and where they're coming from, maybe why they believe this way or why they think this way. And maybe it comes from a place of just, uh, that's how they grew up and that's how they were taught. Maybe it comes from a place of uh, more education or a lack of education, whatever it may be. It may paint a picture. You get to know this person better, which can, can strengthen your bonds with that person, whether it be a coworker, a friend, uh, in-law, whatever it may be. Um, just being willing to, and I'm not saying you have to contort your ideas to, to be the exact same as theirs, but just being willing to listen to it and try to, try to understand, put yourself in their shoes of where they're coming from uh, with that viewpoint can really be a great way to, to, to build relationships. And maybe you guys build a great bond and throughout the years, you guys are more similar than you, than you knew to begin with. Maybe your views change over the years and you'd never know if you just right off the bat said, well, they believe this way, I believe this way, I'm never gonna talk to them again. Yeah, there's, when we did the outdoor wads over the summer, there was like a perfect example of that. Like, you know, there were two people partnered up and they had like completely opposite political views like I'm friends with both of them on Facebook so I see like you know the extreme stances on both ends and uh they they weren't aware they weren't friends on Facebook so they weren't aware of each other's political beliefs and they had like a good time they were like laughing and you know they had a great workout together um whereas you know I think you can easily fall into the trap whereas if say they happened to be Facebook friends before they actually met in person um, they would just immediately write each other off um, and kind of lose that connection that, hey, they're both humans. They just have different views and we can still like have a good workout together, you know? Um, so I thought, you know, I see that quite a bit and we're, we're all very, I think we're all pretty good at that as a box. Like we can have um, people with different opinions and still be, still be friends. But I thought that was like a, a good example. For sure. And I think the, the key word you said there was we're all humans, right? It's, it transcends just the, you know, the ideo 
ideologies or um, you know the the leanings or the biases that each of us holds you know underneath all of that stuff we're all um, just human beings and if we can kind of see that in each other and separate that from the ideas and and the labels that that are placed on individuals it makes it a lot easier um, one to have peace and, and some stability but also to garner relationships and to have a cohesive um, community like a, it's a perfect example here in the gym um, you know as a coach that gets to know all of your members you know how many uh, variants of of personality type and political leaning and you know you get all types it's a mixed bag um, especially in our community and I think it's super important to look at look at each individual as you know, a human first and, and kind of everybody gets that fair treatment and not to, um, you know, skew how you behave towards somebody or how you think about somebody just because of, you know, a label or because they, they support this candidate or that candidate. Um, and just remembering that we are all in the same boat and we're all on the same team. Right. Yeah. Everybody, you know, wants the basic things like, you know, they want to have a safe place to raise a family or, you know, whatever they want to have the opportunity to make, um, make a living. And, um, you know, everybody kind of wants the same thing. They just have different ideas about how we can all get it. And so, um, yeah, I think everybody's a lot, a lot similar than, um, than we might think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it goes, kind of goes back to the social media thing for a bit. If you were to, uh, base the state of the country solely off of what you saw on social media, um, you'd think we're literally killing our neighbors every single day. Where if you actually walk outside your door and talk to your neighbor, uh, even if they have a different sign in front of their yard than you do, you probably find out you're you're pretty similar in a lot of ways. And like you said, want a lot of the same things too. So uh, I guess going back to the social media thing, just be careful with it. Take a break from it if you can. Um, I think social media is a place where if used correctly can, can be wonderful where you can learn a lot of people's other perspectives um, and you can connect to people across the world, but in a way too, social media when used wrongly, which seems to be most of the time lately um, can kind of kill the mindedness without it even having a chance to take off. Yeah. If that makes right. sense. <laughs> Eric, maybe you could, uh, I know you've spoken to me about this before, but, um, in that documentary you watched, The Social Dilemma, um, they describe those thought bubbles that, that kind of happen just naturally due to the nature of the beast with, with social media. Could you touch on that real quick? Yeah. The, uh, so, like, the way the algorithms are set up, it's like if you, if you share a post that's, um, you know, say, um, you know, like, left-leaning, then you're they're gonna start showing you posts that are left-leaning and it's kind of snowball so you keep um seeing all these kind of um posts that support what you believe because they think that's what you want to see um and so you get into this like bubble or this little world where like all you see is um one side um and and so you know it'd be like if you just had a bunch of friends that were um, you know, on, on one side of the aisle or whatever, and they were just always bashing the other side, you wouldn't, 
you would kind of just get into this like trench of, um, you know, this is the only way, this is the right way kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty crazy the way the, the algorithms work to just like, just keep giving you this like confirmation bias and, uh, and just keep pushing your views to the more extreme to the more extreme. And this is, this was all done because of advertising. Like, you know, they wanted, you know, Facebook is a, is a place to make money off of advertising. And so they built these algorithms where it's like, if you like cars, then you're going to start seeing car stuff. But when, you know, politics got involved, it was like, you know, it, it gets a little bit nasty. So like, for example, like I'll, uh, like I, I think I clicked on like a couple of years ago, I clicked on a couple like Tom Brady, New England Patriots stories, right? Like they, they give you these stories that you might be interested in. And, uh, and now it's like my newsfeed is just like full of that stuff and I don't really care about it anymore, you know? So it's just, it's funny. Um, how they they build this like profile of you and then just send you um anything to support that yeah and that's i mean that's seems kind of you know malign but is a dangerous thing i think and um if you're not aware of that that that's happening um you know on on the internet but also in your in your friend groups and in your family groups and in those types of things if you're not aware of you know the the level of confirmation that you're getting from everybody else and you have no opposition in terms of challenging your ideas, it can be a very dangerous thing and, and even lead to, you know, um, something that psychologists call psycho, um, ideological possession, meaning like you literally are owned by the idea. Like it's, it's hard for you to make decisions outside of that uh, context of what you believe. And I think that's the really dangerous part is when you get so deep in those bubbles and so, you know, kind of boxed in, um, that almost like the idea owns you as opposed to you owning the idea and being able to, you know, change and shift if you want to, at some point it gets to that, you know, it's almost like you're possessed by the idea. And that, that is a dangerous thing. <clears throat> you know, you can look at history and it's happened in every major catastrophe, catastrophe. That's kind of the, the building block. Yeah. I think even scarier there is your, when you get into that, that my side bias so far too is your unwillingness to change even when presented with with factual information against your argument too and like you said that that possession of that thought and how you, it controls you and you just so for whatever reason your your entity is just so tied to it you're unwilling to change and that's that's a really scary part, uh, thought and um where growth stops as a human being in general and as we, we're always trying to get better every day and um that right there is just gonna nix any any instance of getting better or growing at all yeah yeah if you're given like a fact and your reaction is like like no way that can't be true like this is like this goes against like my ideologies then then you know you're in trouble mm. and it can be tough to i'm sure we've all felt that in a sense in some way shape or form before it could be tough to call yourself out on it too but i'm yeah. sure people know the feeling of it when they when we talk about it and try to call yourself out on it next time right yeah and I think there's a there's a delicate line that you got to toe because I also think you need to believe in something. I do think you need to have core tenets of of value and and things that you believe to be true. You need some some structure to your own reality, but it can't be so concrete that it's 
unchanging when presented with new information you know it's it can't get antiquated when when the world changes and you know um, different perspectives are offered and different truths are enlightened um, you need to be able to take that information and kind of you know use it to to morph a little bit and use it to to grow like zach's saying and not just stagnate in that one belief system that that you're tied to yeah and i think having a strong set of like principles is the is the key to that so if you if you have a principle like you know everyone should have equality of opportunity or um you know everyone should have basic human rights like if you have these kind of principles then um any kind of story that's thrown at you or um anything like that you can apply those principles to it um and you know like who you are as a person and how to react to those um you know stories that are thrown at you so i think yeah it's important to believe in like in your own principles and spend time like thinking about what your what your principles are as an individual and then uh and that way you're not tied to like one party or um something like that you know one football team right and I, I really do think a lot of this boils down to having humility in terms of um, just kind of like accepting the fact that you don't know everything. And I know it sounds like super cliche or whatever, but there's, there's no possible way that any one person knows everything for sure. And I think a lot of people that are in that camp of like ideological possession and like really think they're right and everybody's wrong they have that brashness of, of, um, you know, I do know, I do know for a fact. And I think when you have that sort of mindset and you're not open to opposition or open to even others perspectives, it's, um, it's not a good thing. I'll say that much. Mm. And that's really the, like, that's can illustrate the importance of like a thing like freedom of speech, because you need to be able to challenge these ideas and they almost like they almost like battle each other out um until the the one that's most true rises to the top right and if you censor certain thoughts or certain perspectives even if they're not the right quote unquote the right thoughts or the right perspectives um then you you start you know kind of devaluing that system and 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 we need that in order for for us to move forward and going right. going back off Eric's point too, I think it's important to know like we're not we're not saying don't have beliefs. You should have beliefs, um, and probably have strong beliefs too. But I think Eric's point there is like know what your beliefs are, but also like Tyler was saying too, be willing to say, I'm open to these changing maybe slightly here or there if presented with good information. But I think it comes down to too like knowing what your your values are, kind of writing your own personal mission statement. Um, what do you value as a human being? What do you, what do you want to get out of life? What are you bringing to the table here? Um, and, and kind of basing those beliefs off of that and maybe not just what you see on TV or what you think is cool on social media or whatever it is that sways you which way or another there, but really kind of, I know it sounds like kind of like hippy dippy here, but like get in touch with what, who you are, like what you believe in and what you want to bring to the table. For sure. And I, I really, I find myself very um, fond of people who have strong convictions. Like some of the people I respect most have those really solid 
um, you know, core values that they're, they're not willing to, to, um, you know, sacrifice on. And, and as I guess the point that Zach's trying to make here too, is, um, you do need those. Those are an important part of being a human. Uh, but it, but you, you need the flip side of the coin. It's a little dichotomy where you, you also need to be a learner and you need to be a little receptive to information, even if it's, or especially if it's counter to what you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm like one of my big, th- my big, like, principles or like something that I'm pretty set in stone is it's like individual responsibility and um and like I think that's just shaped from working in the you know health and fitness industry for so long it's like I you know you kind of realize that it's ultimately up to an individual to see progress and um and so I'm like pretty like staunch that set in set in stone when it comes to that like I'm I'm a big believer in like individual uh, accountability and, um, everybody's kind of in charge of their own destiny. And, um, but that doesn't mean that I don't see there are like places in the world where people aren't allowed to have the opportunity that others do, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I could see how this could easily shape me to be like, you know, very like, nope, everybody has the same opportunity when they're born kind of thing, you know? Um, but you, you have to kind of have your, like your principle and then also be able to, to see that, you know, there's, there's gray in everything. So. Yeah. Like Tyler was saying, that's the important piece too, is with anything we do. And I, I talk about this constantly with our nutrition clients because nutrition is a great example of it. There's, there's so much nuance to everything. Um, people get so mad at me because my, my answer to pretty much every nutrition question is it depends. When they say like, is keto good or bad? It depends. Is bread good or bad? It depends. And that's the same thing with, with everything in life. We, we, we're always looking for these black and white answers. And 99.9% of the time, they're not there. And it's so gray right. and there's no color to it at all. And, and it's, there's so much in between. And it can go one way or the other uh, any given day. So being open-minded to it too and knowing that, yes, there's not just one way or the other. And it, there is so much nuance, like Tyler was saying. Yeah. Uh, doing, when doing some prep for what we're going to talk about today, I went um, to my trusty studies that I love to read, and I found something pretty cool from, from Penn State, and I never really looked at it this way before, and it said in one of the studies they did on, on cognitive uh, open-mindedness, it said open-minded uh, individuals are less swayed by singular events, uh, and the way I, I kind of perceived that was is it's, it's hard for you to have a bad day if you're open-minded. If you open the door in the morning and it's pouring rain out instead of being like, oh, it's what a horrible day. My day is ruined. You're like, it's raining. That's what's happening. Throwing a raincoat on, going about my day. Uh, So I thought that was really interesting. Like, it's hard to be swayed by any singular event when you're more open-minded. You can kind of see the good in everything or or at least understand the good in most um, and kind of have a better outlook on life, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's directly applicable. Like we're, you know, we're sitting here awaiting election results. And um, though it seems to, to most of us that it's, that it's the single biggest thing to ever happen in the history of the human race, give it a couple weeks and it won't be and, and keep plugging forward. And it's not, um, I don't think that it needs to control your life. Um, and not, not speaking to any specific individual, but 
um, you know, I'm a believer in the same that Eric's saying where it comes down to individual responsibility and, and your behavior day to day makes a lot more difference than, um, you know, who sits in the white house and those types of things, though, there is a big implication there. Um, I think if you can, if you can kind of remove yourself a little bit from the single event, you know, the election, the, this, the, that, and, and kind of try to look at, at things from a, a little bit of a zoomed out perspective, it really helps not to get so sucked down the, the rabbit hole of, of kind of gloom and doom. Yeah. You have to like, I think open-mindedness and mindfulness and mental toughness, they all, they all kind of promote this, like look at what you can control and like focus your efforts on that. And then what you can't control, like, you know, kind of let it go. Cause it's, you know, it's out of your control. So there's really no reason to focus on that. And so who's in the, you know, you voted, you know, do, you know, you vote and that's how you can control your part and who's in the white house. And then beyond that, it's like, it's out of your control. So, um, yeah. One, one thing that rings in my mind all the time coming from a background of going to AA and then, um, through sobriety is that the serenity prayer is a huge thing in, in sobriety. And, um, I myself wouldn't consider myself a super religious person. So you don't have to be religious for this to ring true to you as much as it rings true to me, but it's, uh, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, uh, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And I think that's really important is if something's in your control and you want to change it, go tackle it. If it's not in your control, um, we, we got to let it go. Maybe there's some things here and there you can do. Um, but if it's out of your control, it's out of your control. You got to know the difference between the two and put your eggs in the basket of things you can change and life will be a lot better. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Well, next time we chat, we'll have some, some new and exciting stuff to talk about, I'm sure. Um, but we, we just wanted to, you know, really give this, give this chunk to you guys and, and put this out there and hopefully, um, it will, it will be helpful to somebody. And next time you have a conversation with somebody who, who maybe is offering a, a varying um, perspective than you, you know, maybe think back a little bit and, and realize that this is help, helpful. It's good to challenge your ideas. It's good to engage um, with opposing viewpoints. And ultimately it is going to make you a better person. And it's going to strengthen you as an individual. And one last thing, Eric, you said something about not, not room for one football team. I spent 29 years of my life rooting for a bad football team, and they're just starting to get good now, so I'm not stopping now. All right. Some things will never change. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next time. <laughs>